Before we get started in today's show, I want to tell you about Stamps.com, longtime sponsor of the BS Report. It's quick, it's convenient, more importantly, it's really, really easy to use. You do not have to go to the post office anymore. You can just stay home. Make your own office, your personal post office. You can avoid lines. You can avoid just standing there as somebody mails some package, some 79-year-old lady. Who needs that? Make your own mailing and shipping from your house. Stamps.com. Put in the top right of the site, BS. You'll get a deal and a scale and a whole bunch of other things. It's a great product. Uh, You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your computer and printer. Stamps.com will give you a digital scale. It will automatically calculate the exact postage for any letter, any package. They'll even help you choose the best class of mail. Wow. Why go to the post office? Just give it to the postman. Stamps.com. Check it out. The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Bill Simmons. Welcome to the BS Report. Another hazy day here in Southern California, Monday morning, coming off uh, NFL Week 8. I got destroyed with my picks yesterday to nobody's surprise. Anytime I have a book tour or a TV show or whatever is going on, my picks always stink. So I apologize, America. Um, Coming off an incredible 58 and nothing stretch over the four weeks when I wasn't writing my column. Uh, So you can't stay hot for that long, Sal. No, you can't. Can we get a transcript of your last uh, list of excuses? Because I I can read it over and over and over. You have a book tour now? What is this? I will, uh, what I'll do is I'll compile all the excuses and I'll mail them okay, to you. Good. You can read them next week. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. There's some good ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did not put a ton of time in last week's picks and, and they show, but we also had some, some weird games and some weird events. And of course you went to one of them. You flew to Cleveland, uh, this weekend. And for some reason, because you wanted to see the Browns and Raiders play football in person. I did. I thought that was just a dream. I no, that really that. happened. I really did. Well, our friend Alec, who we met in Dallas, was like uh, Jerry Jones' lead counsel, is now the president of the Browns, and he's been begging begging us, me, to come out. And uh, I, I finally did. And I, I got to say, it was great. It really was. He, he treated us well. I want to thank him. And, and we, uh, you know, it's one thing you go to Dallas and you see the new stadium. And it's, you know, it's like being on the set of the new Star Wars, and it's going to be nothing like it. And then, but you go just like go, good old fashioned hometown football rooting in Cleveland. There's there's nothing like that either. And like they're really interested in the team and like almost all the fans were rooting for the home team. That that was preposterous to me. It took a while to get used to, but it was uh it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh that exact not a game you'll tell your grandkids about. No, it wasn't a terrific game. What would you want to tell everyone your text that you sent me? Like in the fourth quarter? What was it? I don't even remember. You said I don't have a TV small enough for this game. <laughs> yeah, there's only three games. That was one of the games, and it was like, wow, I wish, wish I could downgrade to maybe an iPad screen or <laughs> cell phone. Yeah, it was horrible. The Raiders really might go 0 and 16. I was looking at their schedule, and uh, it's not looking good. They're, I wasn't gonna... sure if we had uh, touched on their schedule last year, but it, it, they may have to go until December before they find a winnable game. Wasn't that a bet? I thought I thought for sure before the year, will anyone go sixteen and zero, and will anyone go zero and sixteen? Were two bets oh, that yeah. were actually on the docket? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what what, what were the odds? Do you remember? It was like eight to. It wasn't that good. It wasn't that good, but yeah, at Seattle, Denver, at San Diego, home for Kansas City, maybe a chance. 
at St. Louis, and then all of a sudden you're in December with San Fran at KC, Buffalo, and Denver. So that's that's a rough stretch for them. They're going to lose the next three. Uh, the you missed it because you were you were on the East Coast or Midwestern time or whatever it is in Cleveland. But uh, the the Detroit Atlanta early game was just incredible. I woke up. Yeah. My wife was away this weekend. I was in charge of the kids, made them come with me to get coffee, came back. They settled in. They made cereal, just kind of hanging out. And I'm like, man, it's this is nice. I wish there was something to watch. And then I remembered that that game was on. It was halftime. It was 21 to nothing. It was 8 in the morning. I was like, what is going on? And it was a good good comeback by the, uh, by the Lions. And then quite possibly a career-ending coaching performance by Mike Smith in the, in the oh last few God. minutes of that game. Really awful, awful, awful. I mean, where do you want to start? If he kneels three times with two ten left, they win the game, right? Instead, you get the the now. Now it's not so rare the holding call when teams are trying to run out the clock, which stops the clock, and then just passing on third and ten, and it just opens the doors wide open for Detroit after that. Just terrible. The passing on third and ten was really, really incredible. Oh, God. it was incredible. Everything was incredible. You you left out. So they they took it to the two-minute warning. They had first down on like the 45 or something, two-minute warning, and Detroit only had one timeout left. I think it's almost statistically impossible to lose the game at that point, and they did. And and it was probably fireable. I don't know if he'll get fired, but it was, considering everything else that's going on, probably fireable. Right, right. They're, they're in a bye week this week, too. Well, so. I mean, now it's this is the third game in London, and uh, you really could have fired all three. Oh, well, no, I'm sorry. The third game is in a couple of weeks, Dallas and Jacksonville, and that could yeah. be three coaches fired. You could just send them all to Butler School in London, and uh, <laughs> the Raiders coach and Mike Smith and you know the yeah. Jaguars coach Bradley. It could be gone. I don't know. Something has to be done. So we have a bye but, week. But, that... like, the main the main point is though they have us sucked in the NFL. We're going to see these London games. I think the ratings were pretty good for a game that only 15% would have seen, you know, if it was nationally anyway, if you didn't have direct TV. But I think we're sucked in. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see a 6.30 a.m. Pacific game in three years every week, whether there's a team out there or not. I love it. I fully support it. I think it's a great idea. Um, There's too many games on in the early games. There's too many to keep track of. and. I like it. I if they want to have eight London games a year and start all of them at six thirty in the morning West Coast time, I fully support it. You have I my support. The, the only thing is they sucked us into watching, which is fine, but they also sucked in, us into betting the Lions because there was no reason that they shouldn't have covered against Atlanta. If you look back at the last month, I know. of course, and of course they didn't cover. And all of a sudden, you see every like Detroit's got three tight ends out, and they have like no no talent at, at the position. Uh, the, the uh, position players, nothing. But what are you going to so, do? So the bye weeks, Atlanta, Buffalo, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Tennessee. It's interesting. Atlanta, right. Atlanta, Chicago, and Tennessee, I would say, really, really, really needed a bye week. So Yeah, right. Uh, and then Green Bay, Rodgers got hurt last night, and that, yeah. I thought, changed the course of that game a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and some weird stuff by Mike McCarthy. Just in general, uh, the fourth and one on there on forty. I don't mind going for it. I just didn't like the play. That, what that's was like, the play? I can't remember now. What was it? I don't. It was so forgettable. I don't remember. Fullback? No, they didn't yeah, give it it was like the fullback dive. 
mean, yeah. dad. If, yeah, you give it to a guy who hasn't touched the ball all game, it, it, it rarely works. <laughs> you're you're down seven in the Super Bowl in the Superdome in the second half. Yeah. If you don't get that play, you lose the game. I think we all watching that game. Anyone watching that game thought the game was over and they didn't get that first down. I'm running my best play. If I'm doing that, right. I'm like, this is. I have three plays during the entire season that I know I have in my hip pocket for moments like this. This is. I'm now using one of those three plays right here. And instead, sure. they ran a terrible play, and they deserve to lose. I don't feel bad for them. Right. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Thursday night, Saints Panthers. Well, yeah. I mean, now, 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 the Saints thing. Now we're confused because is, is Ingram going to run like Jim Brown every game? Like that's a different story now. This is a different team. If that's the case, or is it just the uh, the Saints don't lose at home kind of thing? But uh, what what do you say for a line here? I have the Saints giving two and a half in Carolina. All right. You're going to get this. So see if you can follow this. Uh, Carolina, it opened minus two. Carolina was minus two. And it went to plus one and a half. So the Saints are giving one and a half. And I had Carolina giving three. So I was way off. Way off. Uh, up one half. Carolina is not very good at football. And I, thought, I actually thought that was a bad win for Seattle. Last week or last yesterday, they just didn't look good. And Seattle has not played a good game since week one. No, beating beating Denver was impressive in OT, but even that one, I just they just seem off. They've seen they've seen off the entire season. And uh, well, they got rid of two of their better defensive players, and then they have like Maxwell and Chancellor banged up, like they're playing at eighty percent. And you know, yeah, you know, all this other stuff in the clubhouse is. Is bad too. So I don't. I don't great. know if they rebound. They have they have some tough games on their schedule. That was big. That was a big win on the road. But they're Arizona. four and three. The uh, you know they're on the cusp. I don't know what happens with that team. The Saints are three and four. And uh, in my, do you feel like this is a must win for them in Carolina? I think they win the division if they win this game because. I think yeah. they're going to start winning their, all their games at home again. So they'll beat Carolina at home. And now so if they have a one-game lead on Carolina or one-and-a-half, whatever it is, with the tie, I think I think they could pass up the division this week. How crazy is it? And by it the way, that... we, we apologize to anyone for wasting anyone two weeks, uh, two minutes of anyone's life um, trying to convince ourselves that Tampa Bay had a shot at winning uh, the NFC South, as oh, pitiful gosh. as it is. That is, an, that is a horrible team. Should we go over our – Teams that are eliminated from the playoffs because I'm I'm throwing Tampa in there now. Yeah, let's throw in Tampa. That's fine. Uh, Jets, Tam- Jacksonville, Tennessee, Raiders, Tampa. Anyone else? Washington after tonight. Rams. Rams, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll throw the Rams in there too. T- Tennessee Titans. Yeah, we had the Titans. So Jets, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Raiders, Rams, Tampa Bay, possibly Washington. You know what's crazy? If if that if if uh, Prater misses that field goal, Atlanta is three and four and right in the middle of the NFC South title race, and that team stinks. Right. I mean that 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 is a two and six team is generous for them. As far as like gambling goes, Atlanta. I, I think I I want to call them like the uh, like the the fantasy phonies. Like 
we bet on Atlanta and Chicago like three weeks more than we should because of their fantasy players. And they're really yeah. not that good. They're another, they're another team like that. I don't know. I think it might just be those two, but that, those two for sure. Bears, definitely. Yep. I like your two. I think those are the right choices. Yeah. I mean, someone like uh, Minnesota has much more value than those two gambling spots. Um, well, should we I, go to some? Okay. I'm not ready to throw a party for Minnesota yet. I mean, they they blew a lead. It went to OT, and they got a, they got a fumble touchdown. Right. You know? Wow, that's that, weird. That's a you're singing a whole different uh, tune there to me. When you called me yesterday, strange. I called you about Minnesota Tampa Bay. Well, kinda. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me see if I have that call. Let me pull it up. Cousin Sal, sports guy here. I'm getting pretty loaded. My third fuzzy navel watching a party of five marathon on my iPad. Life is perfect. I figured as as good a time as any to come clean. All those stories came out about my former boyfriend, Russell and Hustle Man Muscle Wilson, who unceremoniously walked out on our love affair last week because of a misunderstanding. And these stories that got leaked to the media, well, I got one word about it. Oops, that was me. And that's what you get, Russell. I can't tell if that's an either-or win or an ass-kicking win for me, but either way, it's a win. And now I got my sights set on Teddy, always steady and ready, Manny Patty Bridgewater, who led mm. the Vikings to an overtime victory against the mighty Buccaneers. He's a fine specimen of a man, and I will have him. You watch. Sports guy, over and out. Bojan Bogdanovic. <laughs> wow. There you go. That's your new guy. And now he's really not. I'm not really no. into Teddy. No. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I don't really have a favorite QB right now. I don't have a favorite random QB. He played with gloves on yesterday. Bridgewater. I wasn't Two really into it. And Tampa, 80 degrees. I really enjoy watching Andrew Luck. Even though he lost yesterday, I really, I, Andrew Luck, he was down three touchdowns in that game. And I was totally into it and totally expected him to come back. Yeah, you didn't think they were ever out of it. No, it was like, it's like, oh, it's 51 to 10. I still think he can bring him back. Yeah. That's I enjoy Andrew. That team. I was singing their accolade, my praises about their defense and how tough nosed they are against Cincinnati. And they just, that defense was awful against the Steelers. Can't believe it. You know, I was thinking about it. So we're through eight weeks of the season, right? Everybody, has everybody played one crap game now except for Denver? Oh, yeah. Maybe the Colts, they were just due to have a bad game. Yeah. Yeah, I almost want to factor that into when we're gambling next year or something, try to figure out, like, all right, it's been eight weeks. Who who hasn't sucked in a game yet? Right, right. But, uh, oh, by the way, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, talking about my favorites, you know how much I love Rob Gronkowski. He's back. I mean, that's when you want him. He's firing on all cylinders going into the uh, into the Denver game. It's perfect for you, isn't it? And you traded him to me. Oh yeah, he's he's now the best part. player on my terrible West Coast fantasy team. <laughs> so he's been on. He had like thirty five points this week. Uh, well, thank you, thank you for that. I gave him to you for nothing. Uh, Josh Gordon, who who knows if he'll ever play again for the Browns. He has to say it keep his nose clean for another four weeks. But, yeah, that was a gift for you. I forgot. I felt bad about the suspension there, so I just gave you Gronkowski. <laughs> <I> appreciate- <laughs> <laughs> That's what a good pal do, don't they? Well, you like, tra- you like Travis Kelsey. 
That's right. Yeah, he was You enjoyed his work? He's okay. He had a TD call back yesterday. Or was that the half yard line? It's all right. Yeah. All right, Sunday's games. Not a lot of them. Arizona, no, I love it. There's seven early games. It's great because there's six teams off. That's just how I want it. Arizona, Dallas. Mm. Like that Arizona team, man. That team takes care of business at home. Yeah. They take, it's almost anywhere they take care of business. Tough setting, man. I had trouble with this one. I don't know if uh, Vegas believes in Arizona on the road yet. And I think Dallas, We assuming they kill Washington tonight, which I actually like Washington with the points in that game. It just seemed too high. But I have the Cowboys by six. That, you know what? I had the same thing with exactly the same reasoning. I didn't think Vegas trusted Arizona on the road. But it is 6-1 versus 6-1 or whatever Dallas will be after tonight. And it's minus four and a half. Okay. We tie that one, and I'm I'm kind of terrified at how low that is. You know, you call that the Vegas zone, and that's that's never a good sign for gamblers. Fair enough. The Cards are a really well coached team, and they have a bunch of guys who can make big plays. Yeah, so they, you want to? Yep. They have three big play guys, which you is you want to make fun of Carson Palmer, but yeah, and then, then like a John Brown comes out of nowhere, and um, yeah. and all of a sudden you're losing a game, you can't win. And that you know, throw I'm not was, that the, the cow, that was a great throw. That was a Willie Mays catch too. It was great. That was one of the best uh flip the game around touchdowns we've had in a while. Yeah. I was uh I was in the Browns um luxury right next to the owner's box, our friend Alec posted up. I couldn't quite sit with the owner, but he had me in the box next to it. And you know, the Browns had they were kinda of running out the clock, there's four minutes left, so and uh the Arizona over Philly was my sports center best bet. And when, yeah. when Bomber connected with John Brown, I screamed in the box and like, he opened the door. He's like, what's going on? And I'm like, uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him I was watching another game on my phone. But, uh, yeah, that was the case. I admit it. <laughs> That's now. great. You went undefeated on sports center on Friday. I did three and oh, back on fire. I don't know what's going on. I'm fire. You and Neil Everett, <laughs> you're America's favorite couple. What else do we have? Speaking of Cleveland, Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Oh God! Four and three, four and three Browns, one and six Buccaneers. Holy mackerel! Uh, I got I got Browns by seven. All right, I, I hit this exactly. It's six and a half right now. Oh, Open to six and a half. Still six and a half. We should maybe tease that. We should. I tease might be that. done with gambling this year. I, I can't figure oh, out some on. of these teams. No, I've had it. I've had I don't want to hear this. I really don't. Had it with this stuff. You're outrageous. Can I just ask you this? Because I think you'll like this, and I'm not going to phrase it the right way, but is there a better situation than being a nine-year-old in Cleveland right now from a sports perspective? Like, mm. like I like Manziel and, and LeBron James, and that's it. Like, every kid out there loves those two. One of them isn't even playing yet. And like, even my son, I live in L.A., and my son wants LeBron posters, and we had to get Madden 25 so he could update it so Manziel could be the quarterback of Cleveland. Like, has there ever been a situation, like in the last 25 years, for one town where there's two, two guys that stand out the most? Mm. Like, what would it be, like Nomar and, and Brady, like 10 years ago? Or uh, I, I, mean, I, I can't even think. Like, what, what are the two? I'm biased, Peter and Eli but... Banning? I, I don't know. I'm biased, but if you're a Boston kid that was like six years old yeah. in 99 for the first two Pedro seasons, 
Yeah. And then you had the Super Bowl when you're like eight or nine, and then just every team starts ripping off titles from that point on. You get to watch Brady right. in his prime and all that stuff. I would think that would be way up there. Definitely, but the Red Sox memorabilia was split between Nomar and Pedro and um, who else? True. Nomar was insanely popular. Nomar was the guy in Boston for three years. Even even as great as Pedro was, people loved Nomar. They loved yelling, Nomar! They just they loved yeah. everything about it, and they were all in on that dude. When he hurt his wrist, it was like people almost didn't go to work that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm Maybe happy for the Cleveland people. Josh Freeman and Evan Longoria, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I can't find another duo. Yeah, no, they're psyched over there. All right. Uh, Jets and Chiefs. Man. Gino, it looks like it's over. It's looks like it's been, right? Looks like it's over. He was... I thought they they should have beaten the, they should have and could have beaten the Bills yesterday if if he's even like a B minus in that game, and instead he was yeah. just awful. And when your quarterback is that bad, your the whole team gives up. It's just that, that's how it goes. You, you see Eric Decker's quote. Uh, I kind of like it. It's it's like a throwback from the '60s quote. He said, uh, "We're not a bad team. We just do stupid stuff." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed that. He, he also had <laughs> like a chopping wood thing too, right? Yeah, I forgot what that was. Yeah, yeah. We just do stupid stuff, like drafting Geno Smith. He's kind of like, I look at Eric Decker, it's like if Guillermo left Kimmel's show, it was just on like the worst possible Univision sitcom. And (laughs) was just like, oh, what did I do? Why did I, what am I doing? Why did I do that? That's Eric Uh, Decker. Now watch them beat the Chiefs. Watch them, this is where they they sneak up. God forbid you ever take them as a favorite at home, but they could sneak up on you. On the road, what do you think the line is? I have Chiefs by eight and a half. Ah, you got me. I said eight, opened at nine and a half, it's ten now. Ooh. You get ten. that one. It's a little, Chiefs, a little zesty. I think uh, Vegas is the, the, the taking Vegas to the poorhouse. Chiefs are six and one, I believe, against the spread. Yeah. You know, we should keep an eye on this for next season. Uh, the... The team that sucks in in week one, mm-hmm. it's like almost like throws everyone off the scent. And it happened twice. It happened with the Cowboys. It happened with the Chiefs. Right. Threw everyone off the scent in week one. And uh, I, I mean, even last week, even yesterday, I took the Rams in that Chiefs game. I, I, I thought the Chiefs were one of the best 12 teams in the league. I wasn't totally sold that they'd take care of business in a home game yet. And they're yeah. really good, and they have playmakers, and they're well-coached, and it's a solid team. They are good. If Andy Reid can get out of his own way, and he's a large man, if he could do it, they have a nice future this year, I think. Well, they have. Uh, there's a nice setup for them with uh, where they would be the lead wild card, potentially, if they can jump the Chargers. So they'd really? be the five seed. They'd be playing the worst division champ in round one. It'd be very similar to last season. So the worst uh, division champ is probably be Baltimore, AFC, right? AFC North, just because they beat each other up. Yeah, right. So it's like you KC going into Baltimore, right? Probably two and a half point underdogs. Assuming That's like. fine. And then, uh, and then the Ravens. I like the Ravens at home. So anyway, keep an eye on that. What else do we have? Well, San Diego. Talk about five and six seed. San Diego at Miami. This could be this could be big when we look back at it. 
terms of the wild card. Yeah, Saints, Panthers, and Dolphins, Chargers, the first two playoff implication games of the year were only in week nine. Yep, yep. I have the Dolphins so- by uh, – normally I would say Dolphins by three, but the Chargers have a lot of stuff going on from an injury standpoint, and uh, I'm bumping that to three and a half. Oh, good. All right, I get this one. I said one, and it's only one and a half. Really? Very low. Well, wow. San Diego's got five wins. I know, and the Dolphins don't seem to have much of a home home court advantage there, you know? I know, but on a neutral field, I think I would have the Dolphins favored right now against this Chargers team. It should be higher. Also, the west to east thing, it, it should be higher. Chargers are banged up. They have a lot of injuries. Trying to suck us. Yeah, 10 days rest, though, and but the west to east thing is never good. That... I think that bumps. Yeah. I think that bumps up to three at some point. What else do we have? Washington and Minnesota. Oh, God. Two and five, Washington, Redskins, maybe hopefully two and six against the three and five Vikings. I'm going Vikes by three. Yeah, you got it. I don't know why I went low here. I said I said two, but it is exactly three. Mm. Good, good stay away. Yeah. Well, we had we had two of those games yesterday, right? We had Bucks, Vikings, stupid game to be involved with on either side, and right. then uh, what was the other terrible game? Oh, Texans Titans. It's like you put two below average teams against each other. You know what's? Yeah, but that was dumb on our part. We should have. Why if a team is three against a? I don't care where it is against a brand new quarterback. You know, Houston's defense is going to get up. JJ Watts can make one big play, and that could be it for them. We should have just loaded up on the Texans. I know, but on the flip side, and I made the I made this point in my Friday picks column. Yeah, you're right. JJ Watt against a rookie quarterback, you load up. But on the flip side, you're loading up on Ryan Fitzpatrick on the road, and yeah. like like it was the same logic for the Giants game in like week three or week four, and Fitzpatrick just single handedly murdered them in that game. So yep. I don't trust that guy at all. I'm not loading up on Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, but now, um, now we know like Aaron Foster might be the best running back in the NFL. I mean, it's just as good as October as uh, Demarco Murray, I think. So it might not might not matter as much what Fitzpatrick does. But the uh, the bookies gave us a, an easy early slate yesterday. Like it's not not often that the bad teams get blown out. And Kansas City blew out St. Louis, and uh, what else? Miami beat up Jacksonville, and there was another early one that was bad. Oh, Houston, yeah. Tennessee. So that was those are the three. Yeah. Um, I, but I didn't know Houston. I, 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 I thought Houston might be a bad team too, though. I guess is my point. Yeah. I still don't know. Not so. Might be our. Uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. One and seven Jags. Four Oof. two and one Bengals. You could have talked me in anything from ten and a half to thirteen and a half, and oh. I decided to go with uh, Bengals by eleven. Ah, oh, I get it. I said eleven and a half, and it's twelve and a half. It opened at thirteen. Right. Not surprised. And that, and I think it's too high. It's so too high. Kind of think, like they play a level of competition the Bengals do. I also think when you're a bad team, you're almost better off playing on the road. Yeah. I was yeah. watching. Miami had the ball on offense for like twelve plays in the first half, and the Jaguars still couldn't capitalize. That's. Yeah. They're a mess. Um, Philly at Houston. I like this game. I don't know what to do with it, but I like it. 
I got Texans by two and a half. Oh, all right. I get this. I said Philly by one and a half. It's Philly by two and a half. Wow. Five, I was five points off. Yeah. That's interesting. That's I don't, I, I can't, can't say I understand that one. Well, Philly, they, they ended up a favorite over Arizona right before kickoff. They were a one point favorite. So if you go by that logic, maybe that makes a little sense. So but, Philly, uh, one one bet against Boston right now. Philly's played three road games. The first one, they should have lost to the Colts and would have if they get the pass interference call. They come back and they uh-huh. win that. The second one, they lose in San Francisco. Right. The third one, they lose in Arizona. So they really could be 0-3 in the road with their one pass interference call away from being 0-3 in the road. Although you could argue they're also one Carson Palmer bomb away from being 2-1 in the road. Well, that's what I mean. I don't understand. You, like, take their whole their whole schedule. Like, they... I can't tell if they've been lucky. It seemed like they were getting very lucky to, to win in the first three or four games, and now it's, like, turned around. Like, they should be winning this game, these games they're losing. I don't know. I would, I would have gone for it on fourth and inches at the one. I know you want to kick a field goal, go up three, but. I would have gone for it, too. There the one there. I would um, always go right. for it on fourth and one in the goal. Right. Line. Always. I'm up 5-4 going into the late afternoon games. There are three. St. Louis at San Francisco. Oh, I'm hitting this one exactly. You bet Niners, you hit it exactly? Yep. Niners by six and a half. Oh, no. Oh, no, Simmons. Ten is the number. Really? Yeah. What am I missing with it the was- Niners? Are we supposed to think uh, the Niners are good? Coming off a break, they beat them 31-17 on that stupid Monday night game that no one wanted to cover two weeks ago. And uh, it might be too high, but I don't know, six and a half. Trying to think. The Niners. Big long. I know they lost guys, the Rams. They didn't look good yesterday. They kind of suck overall. Niners, you beat the Cowboys by 11. I'm sorry, the Niners. They beat the Cowboys by 11. Barely beat the Eagles. Barely beat the Chiefs. Won against the Rams 31-17, but they were down by two touchdowns in that game. Right. It's it's not a team that's been, you know, they haven't blown anyone out yet. Put it that way. It's going to be interesting. According be interesting. to my notes, Sal, according to my notes, they do not have an ass-kicking win yet through eight weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, no <laughs> ass-kicking wins for them. Wait a minute. The Cowboys was an ass-kicking win. No, they won by eleven. It was it was a legitimate win. It wasn't an ass kicking. You didn't leave really? that game going. No. Did you feel like it was an ass kick? The first week when they beat the Cowboys, they were up by like twenty one. The first half, and then they let them come back. They didn't, they didn't care. Yeah, I you had a lot of momentum in the second half. I didn't think we were going to win our next six. That's for sure. You um, give that. So you right. felt like your at you felt like your ass was kicked after week one. That's an ass kicking win. I, I, I felt. Demoralized. There was, was a lot wrong with that team afterwards. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it in my notes. You got to change that. Okay, I That's changed it. As it gets. Denver at New England. This is a, uh, this is it. Manning Brady sixteen. <sighs> You're nervous. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I think they're favored by three. The Broncos. That's what I thought. And they made it three and a half. 
kind of okay. scary. I'm going to say this about my beloved New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. We have a very good pass defense. I don't totally know why, because I can't even name who our best pass rusher is without Chandler Jones. But we have a we get pressure on the QB for whatever reason, and we can cover. And that that'll help. That's going to help against Denver. More importantly, the last three seasons, no matter who else has been playing on the offense other than Brady, when Gronkowski is 100, percent the Patriots can score at home against any team in the league. And, and for those reasons. We are teasing them getting nine and a half at home. With who? I don't know. But When Gronkowski is 100%, that whole offense falls into place. And when they can protect just enough where you can kind of space him out and play him as a receiver a couple times and move him around and do some stuff with him over keeping him in to pass block or run block, mm-hmm. the team – I mean, multiple games over the last three years. I would say we're in double figures with games over – 38 to 40 points. Right. Um, I like. If he's healthy, we have a chance against that Denver team. I agree. The only thing I don't like is that you're confident. I'm not confident. <laughs> I, th- I think Denver should be favored. And I, and I wrote on Friday, I don't think Denver's going to lose again this season, except for one of those San Diego Casey road games. How but, many more Brady Mannings are there? Two or three or fewer? <sighs> Depend, it depends be, who gets hurt. The last one. Yeah, I mean, it could be the last one. I don't. They should play that up as the last one. Just for the record, the Pats the last four weeks, 43 points, 37 points, 27 points, 51 points. I hear you. That Pats-Bears game, I didn't know what to do with it. I said, it's going to be a blowout one way or another. And I, I just, I'm going to pick the wrong side. Did you, did you have New England there? No, I had Chicago. I, I thought... I just thought it was going to be a lot like how that Steelers uh, Colts game played out. Just both teams scoring relentlessly, and uh, I I don't know. I don't really know what the Bears were doing. I I would have just run Forte and uh, and and done a lot of screens with him. Like that was a Forte game. Forte should have annihilated us in that game, and they they got away from him. I guess for whatever reason. Well, they're fantasy phonies. That's what they are. They don't play good defense anymore, that's for sure. Body um, language was, hopefully, their hopefully, body language was awful in that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, when it's Seattle, 0-7 versus 4-3. and God, I, I just, I don't care how bad Seattle's playing. I don't see how this is less than 13 with the with the 12th man. A Seattle by 13. Uh, you should have gone higher. I said 14. It opened at 14 and a half, and now it's 15. That's too high. And now we now we think it's too high. <laughs> it's it's, it's really high. Uh, do you believe that Gruden said or believe that he would only come back for the Raiders job? Did he say that? Yeah. It was that all day yesterday? He told a close friend that he would only come back for the Raiders job. He told a close friend. Oh, it must be true. Yeah. I mean, I don't see how that could be. Unless they both Sunday night, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't believe any secondhand stuff I hear about anything after my experiences over the last uh, six weeks. <laughs> I just think it's very easy for things to take a life of their own and for false stuff to get out there. Well, I uh, believe if I, every- if I could speak from first-hand experience on anything, it would be that. 
I believe all of it, including uh, what everyone writes about you. So I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> um, Baltimore, yeah. hey, I hit, a, I hit a future bet. I had five to two odds that a quarterback would throw for 500-plus yards. I had nothing on it, but um, yeah. that's a good bet. I bet those, uh, and, you know, and of course, uh, Roethlisberger shattered that. So that's a good one to watch out for next year. The Seahawks have only won one game by more than 10 points this season. Week one, Packers, 36 to 16. But look Did you at, feel that Lynch what? dropped that pass on purpose, one that ended up being picked by Carolina at the goal line? Look, I think Pete Carroll is a peacetime president. <laughs> I think that the weirder this – team gets the worse that is for them I, w- I watched it happen with the Patriots in the late 90s yeah a lot of tough games on that schedule yeah alright Sunday night Baltimore Pittsburgh oh yeah I got this one Steelers by two and a half done boom nailed it yeah I said that too and it's one and a half ooh okay I, you know what I'm going to label the AFC North the uh, Uncle Frank the Cop division because you're crazy if you're getting involved in betting. And Uncle Frank, my Uncle Frank was a cop for 20 years in New York. On the force, he made six arrests in 20 years. And yeah. his motto was don't get involved. Like if he's perch snatching or something, he was drinking coffee in a coffee shop. He just wouldn't go after it. So that, that, as a gambler, you should not get involved. I mean, for you to think that you could pick this Baltimore-Pittsburgh game or yesterday's Cincinnati-Baltimore game, it's just, it's all luck. It, it, that's a coin flip. Let them beat each other up. I wasn't right on a lot last week, but I was right in this sense. I felt like I don't think the Ravens are better than Cincy, but Cincy needed and wanted that game more. And, mm-hmm. and their season was over if they lost it. That was the only reason I picked them. I didn't know if they were better or not. It's just like uh, – You, you like this, but... that, that, that call, the Steve Smith senior call, the pass interference? Everyone's saying it's the right call. but I liked it because I picked the Bengals. <laughs> if I had picked the Ravens and wagered on them, I would have gone nuts. And, and speaking of going nuts, I'm surprised he didn't go nuts, Steve Smith. Like it was, it was ticky tack, if, if, if anything. But here's here's what bothered me, and, and I know they can't incorporate that this in the instant replay. They had the one shot of him making the catch in the push off, but they had the shot. It was the whole Bengals sideline in the background. Oh and yeah, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he pushed off, none of the. None of the Bengals went crazy. No. It wasn't like they saw it happen in real time. And none of them, like, sometimes you'll see that on the sideline. They'll go nuts when they feel like there's been an infraction. And that time they didn't. And that made me think, I was, yeah. you know. It, it, it was so, so turned around and was so not going to make a play on that ball. And then he fell out of frame. And I thought the pass interference was going the other way because he was so out of the play. But um, that's we know. That's the, it was a big play for historical purposes because if Flacco had completed that pass, he would have passed Roger Staubach on the all-time list of most pull a throw out of your ass throws that we just heave oh, it downfield and something good happened. No, nah, I'm just – just he would have I'll passed Staubach. They're still tied, though. They're still tied. Eli so Manning Eli Manning shattered that mark uh, six years ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> Eli can't throw it as far as Flacco and Staubach. Speaking uh, of – Colts Monday night at the Giants. Uh, Five and three Colts, three and four Giants after a bye. I love the Colts in this game. 
I'm not giving up on the Colts. I think they were just due for a bad game. I still believe in that team. I have the Colts by one and a half. Wow. Now you're going to get this. This is bizarre. I have the Colts by six, and it's three and a half. Why isn't it six? Hmm. Because they, okay, they gave up 51 points yesterday? We take you now to the comments of Andrew the Giant. Look, Andrew, the betting public is wondering why are you only giving three and a half to the struggling Giants on the road when you were favored by four and a half against the surging Steelers yesterday? Your comments. Well, look, we we did not play a good football game yesterday. We just didn't. And, uh, and, and I think you give up 51 points on the road. And uh, and you got a lot of questions you got to answer, and and I don't blame the Vegas one bit for that line. All right, wow, yeah, thanks, yeah. <laughs> Andrew the Giant selling his team short there. I like that. Oh, you missed the wrestling pay per view last night. I did. I know. How was it? Hell in the cell, right? Wrestling's in real trouble with uh, yeah. with the current cast. They they've had too many injuries and defections. And yeah. they're just trying to figure out all these different ways to juggle the same five guys who are relevant at this point. And they Orton, had Cena and Orton fight for the 137th time this C- month. Cena and Orton have fought so many times that even my son won't watch Cena and Orton on YouTube anymore. <laughs> he watched the last night pay-per-view, but there's 100 YouTube fights of them already. And right. then uh, Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, which had a ton of potential, but they had like – haven't we had enough with the whole stretcher bit? Oh, both guys, they're going to get carried out of the stretcher. Gee, I wonder if one of them is going to come off the stretcher and attack the other guy, because that never happens. Yeah, right. right. And then uh, had the ridiculous, I, one of my all-time wrestling pet peeves is when the lights in the arena go out. And it's such oh, a yeah. cop-out. Come on. <laughs> Don't turn the lights off, and then you come back, oh, there's Bray Wyatt in the ring, and you know, there's a ghost, and oh, man, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I don't like Who that. I didn't like that. Who authority to get the lights taken off? Like, uh, <laughs> right. I can't even turn the light, light off in the kitchen when I want to settle in at night with the old lady yelling at me. Like, who could get the whole arena shut down? Just what they wanted at the perfect time. I don't mind suspending belief when I'm watching wrestling, but when when you're convincing me that Bray Wyatt's going to get all the lights turned off in the arena, so is Bray Wyatt <laughs> in the Superdome for that Super Bowl? Like, come on. Right. Come on. <laughs> and then they. Point. They're having this re- ridiculous uh, feud between the two sisters, the evil sister uh-huh. and the good sister, and that that's just dragging on endlessly. And uh, right. I don't know. It's in uh, a tough so spot CM right now. Punk, CM Punk needs to come back. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar is, is not there. I mean, he's only going to defend his title like every three months, so he can't really be champion uh, if we're going to talk about this candidly. <laughs> well, no, uh, that's their, they're in a real issue. They don't have Daniel Bryan. He's been hurt Daniel twice. Bryan, uh, they lost yeah. CM Punk. They lost Roman Reigns until WrestleMania. Right. And uh, this is the first time in two years where I feel like my son doesn't totally care if, if he knows what's going on because there's only four guys to follow. Yeah, my, my kids kind of dropped out too. Uh, I feel bad, but I, uh, it's now it'll just come me. back. Yeah. It's cyclical. It'll, it'll come back. They just There's uh, a problem with it, though. Like, and like, I guess it doesn't matter for young kids, but you know now there's enough reports that Roman Reigns is going to be Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania in March or April. So nothing's going to happen title-wise until then, I think, unless they really change it up. But They lucked out with Dean Ambrose. He's like Definitely. a cross between uh, 
He looks like Corey Feldman. It's just hard not to see Corey Feldman every time you see him wrestle, which I really enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great character, and the, the Rollins thing has been good, but it's tough. I, You know, I was... They, my kids were watching the the wrestling on one TV. And I was kind of monitoring Saints Packers on another one, and going back and forth. There was just a, nothing really going on. So they they need to shake you, something up. What what a, what a sad statement that is that you were switching between football and wrestling, and we have eighteen to one odds on the Kansas City Royals. A gift, a gift to our our listeners, by the way, telling them we did not hedge, and uh, and still. And now it's not looking good for us. You know why? You know why I didn't totally watch that game last night? Why? Because the, there was no way Bumgarner was doing anything other than just <laughs> throwing zeros. It was like ah. I watched one inning. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we're going back to Kansas City three two. <laughs> he was not getting touched last night. And you uh, switch back. There's no one on base. Like, like oh, look at this. The one and two not going to happen. No yeah, they, they weren't touching him last night, and and it was like. I had it taped. I had the Saints Packers on. I was right. taping the Royals game in case anything crazy happened. And then when Ned Yost did his whole thing in the seventh, eighth inning, I'd reround and watch that part. But yeah. the Royals weren't winning last night. It wasn't happening. I think uh, we're getting to a seventh game, and I think we will not hedge even then. No. Nope. And, uh, and we'll lose. That'll be that. do, so, last point on wrestling. Yeah. I, it's been rumored and discussed for. for for months and years and people have been waiting for it. And I know all the reasons why they can't do it, but if there was ever a time for John Cena to become a bad guy, it's right now. Yeah. It's the only thing they can do short term that could save the winter for the WWE. I just, I see why they can't do it. And I see why there's no way they shouldn't do it. You know, like what do you do with all the make a wish stuff? You know, He's going to turn heel and start beating up on good guys. That that that's where that's where he's the money maker. I know, but man, you look at what happened with Hollywood Hogan in the mid nineteen nineties, and that guy, everybody yeah. was burned out on that guy, and he became a bad guy, and it single handedly rejuvenated everything. For that, yeah, that led to the Monday Night Wars and everything, and it added this last chapter to his career that was awesome. And I do feel like Cena is at that point. I like it too. I also think they should bring back uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That couldn't hurt. Why Just not? answer yourself this: What is getting me to watch Monday Night Raw tonight? What What is the storyline that I'm like? You know what? God, well, what God, you, God, how do you watch it? Because I'm interested. Like I fast forward through a lot of the. I oh, mean, it's the, a the, total fast forward. Twelve yeah. minutes. So what? So what do you watch then if you fast forward? Like I, I kind of like because now you know the, you know the setup like. Every match goes to commercial and then comes yeah. back for like three or four minutes. So do you, I watch like the, the last two minutes of that three to four minutes after commercial. I watch the last act unless my son's getting into it. But he now that hockey started, my son's watching hockey. There you go. But well, yeah. you got to let him know that hockey isn't real. He so thinks wrestling is real and hockey's real. So he's one <laughs> for two. God bless anyway. Him. Uh, the Cuz, look forward to your Sports Center picks Friday, right. Thursday, late Thursday night, Friday that. morning. What else you got? Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel Live, Melissa McCarthy tonight, Frank Grillo, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell on the big parking lot here. Uh, later in the week, uh, Nicole Kidman, Will Arnett, Andy Stanberg, Rosie Perez. I'm at the Cousin Sal. Grant on Thursday. I had under 105 and a half yards for Demarius Thomas. He had 105 yards. How about that? 
Luck is on my side in 3-0 with SportsCenter. Yep, Excellent. Thursday night and Friday morning on the East Coast. The cuss. Good job by you. Good job by you, boy. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at Podcenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out.